You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. Now, let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, I'm really delighted to be joined by Bobo Poon, an equestrian who just recently joined the Fersen Cup in Saudi Arabia. And she'll be talking about her experience representing Hong Kong and also starting her own business, Horse and Hound, which is her hope uh, to spread her enthusiasm to the riding community. Welcome to the program, Bobo. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hello, Noreen. It's lovely to meet you. And we are live uh, on Facebook as well, so our listeners can join us there. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. Um, so, Bobo, let's start from the beginning. How did your riding journey begin for you? Okay, so my parents, they met on the horseback. So, you know, since I was born, I'm always around by horses. And then, um, but I didn't start it properly until I was uh, 17, 18. And then at that time, I was figuring what I want to do next. And that year, I remember, is Beijing Olympic. And there is a 67 years old um, uh, riders competing in his first Olympics. So I thought, like, wow, I have a lot of time to achieve my goal in this sport because other sport, um, the, the peak time is very short. So I decided I wanted to do equestrian. And then I applied a summer job as a as a um, working student in the local stable. So I take care of horses every day and um, exchange as a um, free lessons, riding lessons. And then um, slowly I learn more and more. And then I become like a translator for China national team as well. So that time actually uh, made me very strong foundation of what I've become today. Um, also, um, one time I went to Xinjiang riding tour and then I met a, a Canadian team and then they introduced me the sport of uh, endurance and then I found it's very interesting and exciting. So I gave, my, gave myself three years time to um, qualify to the World Equation Games and I made it, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it must be a lot of hard work. Now, yeah. what's the life of a rider? I mean, how disciplined do you have to be? And, and what's how do you train uh, to become an equestrian? Yes, yeah, so endurance riding involves uh, extreme distance. So in one day, we can ride up to 160 km per day on one horse. So it's very oh. intense and tactical. Um, the mental and physical demands of this board provide a test of uh, as much as much as body so um but also we put the horse welfare first of course so um the challenge of of the sport for me is actually because i live in hong kong so we don't have endurance riding here so when i was qualifying for the uh, world equestrian games i need to fly almost every month or every two months to compete uh, to get qualified and because not every time we will have good result uh, so we actually competing with time um, and of course it costs a lot as well like we're flying a lot yeah do yeah. you train on do, do you train with the same horse yeah um, so when I'm in Hong Kong I ride dressage um, show jumping so um, keep my um, riding position and my skills uh, yeah 
and then and the competition day I fly maybe one week before to have bonding with the horse and communicate with the team look at the tracks and stuff yeah yeah because that's really important to be able to bond with the horse yeah. as well um, funny you mentioned the equestrian because I also worked uh, during the Olympics when oh, the wow. equestrian came to Hong Kong okay. um, out in Sha Tin so it was very interesting of course it was for the dressage uh, it was very interesting to watch just sort of the bond and the communication between the rider yes. and the horse because yeah. the horse can get spooked or scared yeah. a bit easily yeah. or, or with the crowd especially yeah. yeah so what sorts of work or how do you go about bonding with a horse when you fly for the endurance race because that's really mentally quite taxing as well yeah um um the horses we ride is different um, than dressage and jumping. Um, the horses we ride is called Arabian horses, so they um, they live outside a lot. So they are uh, uh, more wild. More mm, they they're more mm, adapt to the natural. So they when they see animals or or, or different sounds, they're not that scared as um, thoroughbreds or uh, the show jumping or dressage horses so and I feel endurance is very natural way of um, horse sport so yeah I don't I don't um, feel they are very a fear animal but uh, the more I feel is I I'm very confident with them uh, in the forest or in the in the in the dark uh, yeah yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've come across in your journey as an equestrian? Um, I think um, I, the time when I fell off. Yeah. So I injured for for two years. I tore my ACL, so I I quit. You tore your ACL. Yeah. So I I, I stopped endurance because it's very physical demanding. Yes. So I didn't thought I can continue, but then I got in in fight. Uh, uh, after two years, and then I try. Okay, I have a go. I, I, I entry a very um, low level competition, and then gradually build it up again. Yeah. What's the feeling like when you compete? Um, is uh, I I at, at this stage I try to enjoy as much as I can. So um, for me, riding endurance is um very natural for horses and for me. Uh, we ride through desert um, or beach or or forest. So uh, you mentioned just now that you, you, you enjoy it. That's what a lot of veteran athletes yes, do. Yeah. I think at the beginning, people maybe did you feel nervous, but now you try to enjoy it. As yeah, much. When, yeah, when I try to qualify for the big race, it is a lot of pressure. But now I just try to enjoy and yeah. Want to go to different countries, see the different tracks. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the interesting places that you've travelled to? Um, Saudi Arabia, That's the amazing. one you just mentioned. Um, they just opened to the world like three years ago. So, um, since I grew up, I heard a lot of story of how horses are found or or what made horses. So it's like lots of mystery and history in that. Uh, place and no one really been there like uh, people around me not many people have been to Saudi Arabia so it's really amazing to see in my own eye what the culture and and the horses like because it's very strong long history horse culture there yeah it yeah. is it is it's yeah. quite a big uh, riding culture so speaking of riding what's the riding community here in Hong Kong like is it quite a big community 
Um, you can call it bigger, you can call it small. We have only seven writing schools in Hong Kong. Yes. But uh, the waiting list uh, for learning writing can be up to 10 years. So if you call now, maybe they will ask you to apply online and then you have to wait seven to 10 years to, yeah. to be able to join the writing lessons. Yeah, um, it, it gives the impression it's uh, quite a, 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 an expensive sport. Is it quite an expensive sport or can you sort of do it at, at moderate prices? In in. It can be very expensive, depends on the horse breed or the level you want to compete. But in Hong Kong, I think most of the um, riding school are subsidized by Hong Kong Jockey Club. So the course is quite affordable, probably one lesson 400, 500 ish, which is even cheaper than, you know, um, uh, math class or English class, yeah. yeah. Some other tutorials and yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Bobo, I know um, apart from being an equestrian, you also want to spread uh, your your enthusiasm and your love uh, to, to the riding community. And so you started, you now you're an entrepreneur as well, and you started your own uh, company, Horse and Hound. How did that journey begin for you? Why did you decide to sort of become an entrepreneur? So I found Horse and Hound um, two years ago. Uh, three, two, three years ago. During the pandemic. Yeah, during wow. the pandemic. Because I was sponsored by some um, European brands when I compete. So there are some uh, riders, they ask me, where do I get my gear? Uh, they want to get the same, etc. So the brand, they see the um, sales increase in Asia, especially China. So they start to ask me if I want to distribute or resell for them because I never had this experience. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try. So I start to sell privately uh, online. And then slowly I realized um, it's a big market in Asia, especially China. So uh, during pandemic, yeah, I, I cannot compete because I need to fly all the time when I compete. So I, I, uh, I make a shop in Hong Kong and then, uh, Slowly, the people know about uh, horse and helm, and um, so nowadays, not only equestrian riders but also horse lovers, uh, racing fans, they will come to the shop. Sometimes they will even drop photos for us uh, and say, uh, if any jockey they come here and see if we can get the signature for them oh really so, yeah wow. we become um so we started as a as a distributor reseller and then slowly is uh transform into like a clubhouse lifestyle kind of um, store yeah. yeah did you have any experience in uh, business before um, I source horses yeah. uh, for athletes, and also I introduce or or match um, coaches and and stables or teams for for young riders or if they want to achieve certain level of competition because I have a lot of experience, so I will assist them as well to yeah find their own. Uh, find a perfect matcher, coach, or stables teams. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn um, at being an entrepreneur? Now, what what kinds of things did you learn along the way? Um. Uh, the numbers. <laughs> I'm very bad at math and at accounting, and but uh, yeah, I always fall asleep in school when I I learned this subject. But now is uh, counting your own pockets money, so you have to do it. Uh, yeah. And also um, how to marketing as well, uh, 
I find the power of marketing uh, is very powerful as well. I think yeah. it's so inspiring. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's so inspiring how you know you you turn from an athlete to become you know, and since you're so passionate about it, you're helping other people source these gear because having an important having important gear is very important for many athletes. Yeah. Um, what do they tell you? Because sometimes do, do all the athletes have their own gear, or do they rent it? Or when you're starting out, you're renting some of the saddles and you're renting some of these things. Yeah, if they start normally when the riders start, they will have the uh, the board, the club's gears, and then slowly when they more commit to the sport, they will want they want more safe, higher safety standard and more fashionable items. So yeah, we have different level of uh, advice, but safety is always our priority. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, w- what are the must-haves when you are a rider? Um, that the helmet comes to mind. That's really important. What what other things um, do you have to have? Yeah, um, most important is helmet because you have only one hat, so you have to protect it. Uh, also, body protectors that protect all your collarbones, ribs, and spine. And also, is that a form of a jacket or a form of a vest? A vest, okay. a vest. Yeah. So there are different level of vests. So if you want to do jumping or cross country, some more high risk uh, speed, so you have higher protection. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it quite heavy? Is the gear quite heavy, or is it quite a light uh, material? Um, it's quite light nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before like in the wall or or um, old fashioned material is quite heavy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Beba, I want to go back to something that you mentioned just now. You know, you, you talked about how you started riding at quite quite a young age. Um, what about training? How intensive uh, is is training? Do you train throughout the year, or really right before a competition? Um, because I work in the stable, so I, I ride horses and I, I teach ho- uh, horse riding and then I retrain those, um, uh, race horse to equestrian horse. So for me, I doesn't really have a, you know, very intense plan of practice, but because, because it's my daily, yeah. yeah, it's my daily life. That's yeah. amazing. Um, and now moving ahead, w- what's the future for the riding community in Hong Kong? Is there a good bloodline? Are there lots of people interested in representing Hong Kong and the sport? Yeah, there are many um, uh, young riders coming up and they're very keen to the sport and they want to represent the country. They want to represent Hong Kong and they want to um, get their own ponies or horse. So, yeah, it's very good to see that. That's amazing. Boba, I learned so much from you this morning. Remind our listeners once again, are you on social media? How can we find out more about you and your work? Um, we have Instagram, um, bobo.38.poon, and also Horse Hound, I think it's Horse and Hound. Yeah, Horse Excellent. and Hound HK. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Bobo, so lovely to meet you. And the best of luck in, in all your upcoming competitions. And I look forward to inviting you back on again next time. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.